0: Hello to all of you out there. My name is Angelica, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of the podcast, Discover the Hidden Potential of Your Mind. And once again, I'm here with my daughter, Tia, which I'm really thrilled about. The topic we will talk about today is our inner critic voice, which we all have inside us, and how we can transform that voice. So thank you for joining me again, Tia.
1: Of course. I'm excited to be here. You wrote a couple of articles about The Inner Critic, right?
0: That's right. In 2016, I wrote an article called Inner Critic, Friend or Foe. And I also recorded this article in an extended version for this podcast, I think a year later in 2017. So you can listen to that as well. It will give you other information and what we're going to talk about today. In that original article and podcast episode, I'd mentioned some ways of us achieving separation from the inner critic voice that we all have inside us. And today, I would like to elaborate more on one of the ways of getting separation. And that's cultivating a loving inner voice, like a loving parental voice or an inner champion to outbalance the critical one. And because people don't know how to do that. I've also recorded a meditation to help you develop that loving inner voice.
1: That sounds cool. So are there any tools that people can use themselves that you're going to share?
0: That's exactly my intention. Okay. Uh, Where do we start? Um, Let's first of all examine how we usually react to the critic. Uh, What do you think are some common ways of trying to deal with the inner critic? Or how do you deal with your inner critic?
1: I usually try and ignore it.
0: Yes. And ignoring it... Just trying to be positive, that's a typical response, but it's one of those responses that doesn't work very well. Uh, Two other responses that don't work so well is to argue with that critical voice because we're still engaging with it. We're giving it power when we do that. We're just creating an inner conflict. And a third response, a third thing people try to do is mm, to get rid of it, to banish it. And that doesn't work well either. Why is that? Well, we cannot get rid of a part of our psyche. Even if that voice goes underground for a bit, it's sure to come back up again. And most likely it will come back up even with more power. And the reason for that is that in its own distorted way, our inner critic is actually trying to help us. It's a part in us that's trying to protect us. And as a protector, as a protective part, it um, has a lot of energy and will come back up. So instead of battling with it, we can discover what it's trying to do for us and create a positive connection with it. Because when we begin to appreciate its efforts and we're treated with respect, this part in us, that part begins to trust us. And then we can create a cooperative relationship with that inner voice. And we can actually transform it into a valuable resource. But first of all, we need to even realize that the inner critic is not us. It's just a part of us. And often, it's an internalized parental voice. That's where it originates from.
1: The parental voice thing makes sense. I heard an an analogy a couple weeks ago that compares the thoughts that your parents put into your head to a seed. And then what you do with that seed when you grow up is you end up watering it yourself. So it can flourish in your mind, even once you've come into adulthood. Is that what you meant by the
0: internalized parental voice? Oh, I love that analogy. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you're really right. This seed, is this is how it works. The seed is being planted and we have a responsibility to decide which seed or which seeds we want to water and which seed or weeds, if you so like, uh, we want to get rid of. Because parents can only do their best. And of course, they pass on their beliefs and values to us. And instead of blaming our parents for how they've raised us, or in this case, criticized us, we can take responsibility for our own beliefs and thoughts and emotions and our own issues. And we can make changes for example, to that critical inner voice or critical inner voices. So the inner critic is a mix of what we've been told by parents, other relatives, caretakers, teachers, society at large. And just like those people usually meant well with their criticism and warnings, so does this inner voice. It's trying to protect us.
1: What is it trying to protect us from,
0: though? Um, It's trying to protect us from judgment or rejection. It's trying to get approval for us. Uh, For example, it might convince us that we have to be perfect to get approval or we have to achieve something to get approval. It's also protecting us by preventing damage.
1: What kind of damage?
0: Uh, For example, preventing us from uh, making choices which are unhealthy or choices that are just not good for us. It's also trying to keep us safe from attacks, for example, by keeping us small and invisible instead of daring to do something new. And in some cases, it's even keeping us from acting like a parent when we had a parent that didn't take good care of us as well. Let's say, for example, we uh, grew up with an angry parent or a selfish parent. Mm. So then we might have an inner critic who keeps Anger or selfishness pushed down. But any trait, any character trait we try to disown still continues to fester underneath the surface.
1: Wow, it sounds like the inner critic has a lot of different functions.
0: Yes, and that's why I want to introduce you to different types of critical inner voices. And Jay Early and Bonnie Weiss have written a book and they distinguish between seven types of inner critics actually they've written several books (laughs) but I want to talk about those seven types that these two authors mention so the first one is the perfectionist inner critic what do you think that type of critic is all about
1: probably what the name implies everything needs to be perfect and if it isn't you
0: judge yourself for it yes it tries to get us to do everything perfectly so That can then make it difficult to finish projects or even to get started on a project. And then the second type of inner critic is called the inner controller. And the inner controller tries to control all impulsive behavior such as overeating, drinking too much or getting angry. The third type of inner critic is called the taskmaster. And that taskmaster teams up with our inner pusher, our inner driver that we have that wants us to achieve something, and it tries us to it tries to get us to work hard. So it will tell us that we're lazy, stupid, or incompetent, right? We have to remember it's a critical voice. It's not just a pusher that gets us to work hard, but it will be very critical about this. Um, and it often battles with other parts that like to procrastinate a bit. They want to relax or do things later. Then the fourth type of inner critic is an underminer. And the underminer tries to undermine our self-confidence and self-esteem. Why would it do that, though? How can that be protecting you? It
1: sounds like it's more harmful than anything.
0: Well, so that we don't take risks that might end in failure. It might prevent us Mm. from getting uh, too big, too successful, too powerful, too visible, that sort of thing, in order to avoid rejection or being attacked. Mm -hmm. Then we have the fifth type of inner critic, and that's called the destroyer. And the destroyer attacks our fundamental self-worth. It's deeply shaming and tells us we shouldn't exist. It's really quite detrimental that voice. Then The sixth type is a guilt-tripper, and that guilt-tripper attacks us for specific actions we took or we didn't take. It makes us feel bad, for example, about having hurt somebody else's feelings, Um, and it's very unforgiving, this voice. It uh, might also make us feel guilty for what it considers to be unacceptable behavior. Like what? Um, like disappointing others, or when we make sure our needs are met, and if that's if we've learned the beliefs that that's not okay, that's unacceptable, we shouldn't be disappointing somebody else, or we shouldn't be thinking about ourselves, then it will mm, guilt trip us, or maybe it keeps reminding us of something we've done in the past that wasn't a strong choice, that wasn't a choice of out of integrity, and it just won't let that decision goal okay but guilt trip us about it and then we have one more type and that last one is called the molder and the molder tries to get us to fit a certain mold and act in a certain way and that's based on the values of society of of the values of our family so let's say it might tell us that we need to be more outgoing even though we're an introvert uh, because the value is that you should be an extrovert or it might tell us we should be more caring uh, or we should be intellectual uh, especially when we come from a family who values academics or we should be polite. Mm, It also gets us into gender stereotypical stuff we should be a sweet little girl or a tough guy so that sort of thing but mind you these four types uh, sorry these seven types are just some ways in which the inner critic shows up all our inner critics are unique and you or any of our listeners might have an inner critic that has Characteristics of two of the described types or ones to show up completely different, ones to be called a different name. So it's all very unique and individual.
1: Okay. Well, rather than dwelling on the negatives of the critics, is there any way that people can change their critics themselves?
0: Absolutely. And I totally know what you mean. <laughs> I get that response at workshops too. I first talk about how the inner critic shows up and the workshop participants are getting to a point where they're going just like you now. Okay, now what? What do I do with this? So let's talk about that. A powerful antidote to that harsh and shaming inner critic voice is to to develop what's called an inner champion. And an inner champion is basically a loving parental voice. The champion does not try to argue or fight with the critic. It does not try to get rid of it. But that inner champion supports us in being ourselves and in feeling good about ourselves. It's all about boosting our self-esteem. So the inner critic is the ideal supportive parent that most of us didn't have because parents are just human, but we can develop that voice inside that helps us to see the positive truth about ourselves, that nurtures us and cares for us, that provides guidance And the inner champion helps us by setting boundaries with the inner critic, by being nurturing, um, I think I mentioned already, providing guidance and planning actions. So in response to those seven types of critics that I mentioned, there are also seven types of inner champions. So let's start again with the perfectionist. Uh, Do you want to take a guess what an inner champion would say when the inner critic wants us to be perfect? Um. Stop it. You don't need to be so perfect, silly. Uh, well, the inner champion is actually a loving voice. So yes, it will remind us, but in a kind way, <laughs> not by scolding us, but more by pointing out lovingly that most jobs just need to be done well enough. They don't need to be done to perfection because this champion has the wisdom to know that it's also important to go with the flow and let things evolve rather than trying to get everything perfect. So mm, you can imagine it a little bit like, yeah, somebody who's really down to earth, going with the flow. Um, It allows us to be a learner who doesn't need to know everything right from the start. Um, So this champion understands what a rough draft is and that we can start with a rough draft of something it uh, might remind us that it's human to make mistakes, that it's okay to make mistakes, that it's okay when things are imperfect. And it supports us to create balance in our life so that we can also rest and enjoy life. Then the second one we had was the inner controller. What does the inner controller do again? It tries
1: to control impulsive
0: behavior like eating unhealthily. Drinking or getting emotional or out of control, right? Yes. So, in response to the inner controller critic, our inner champion reminds us that our feelings and needs matter. It might remind us to explore what is actually going on underneath an addictive behavior, right? If we want to eat impulsively or drink on a regular basis and too much, or so whatever distractive. Um, behavior is going on it will remind us to ask what are we distracting ourselves from what is it we really need so you can imagine that champion a little bit like a yoga teacher that supports us to be centered and in touch with our body so we can follow our body's signals and that naturally brings more moderation Um, so it supports our need for healthy pleasure and for sensuality in life. So then the third one we had was the taskmaster. And I have a pretty strong taskmaster critic. <laughs> that voice that's not happy with us unless we've accomplished something. And I think you you do too, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like I wasted time if I'm not productive. That's why I hate long vacations where I don't have much to do other than sit around at home. Even if I do need to relax,
0: I just feel mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah sounds like we should work on developing an inner champion for you that can remind you that it's okay to relax as well because when we have a strong task master critic our inner champion actually has a two-sided approach it will help us to work efficiently and accomplish something that's important right mm-hmm. that's valuable mm-hmm. but at the same time it will not expect that we need to overwork that we need to keep going going it recognizes that we're just perfect the way we are independent of our accomplishments and it even believes that we're superman or superwoman and that we can easily achieve what we set out to so it recognizes our strengths and special qualities and gives us self confidence the fourth type we talked about was the underminer do you remember what that one was all about it holds us back from taking risks and doing new things right mm-hmm.
1: it it wants you it wants to prevent us from getting
0: too successful or too visible so that you avoid failure that's right the job of a champion in the face of that underminer critic is to discern when there is real danger when we shouldn't go out and uh, attempt something and be visible mm-hmm. and when there isn't so it becomes our cheerleader to venture out and succeed it will really cheer us on. It understands that we have many more inner and outer resources than when we were a child. Because, of course, these inner critics have been around a long time. They've been around since childhood. They Mm -hmm. originally um, developed these critical warning voices for us to protect us when we were younger. But the champion can recognize that we're actually grown-ups now, that we can handle being visible, being large, being out in the world. Um, It holds a vision of us being smart and creative and Mm -hmm. able to make a mark on the world. Then the fifth one that we talked about was the destroyer. And in answer to the destroyer critic, our inner champion affirms that we have a right to exist, that we have a right to feel what we feel, to set limits and boundaries and to be powerful. The inner champion nurtures us. It's one of the most nurturing ones. It loves us. It cares for us. It has great compassion. It wants us to feel good and whole. It uh, literally holds us close like a mother holds her baby close, (laughs) right? And it tells us how precious we are. And sometimes the destroyer inner critic has turned some anger or aggression inward, against ourselves right mm-hmm. so the champion redirects that anger toward where it belongs it reminds us that we have a right to be angry when someone else has hurt us or neglected us okay so we've got two more the next one number six is the guilt tripper what do you think our champion can do for us with a guilt tripper critic
1: um maybe to encourage us to let things go Forgive ourselves?
0: Mm -hmm, Yes. So in the face of the guilt-tripper inner critic, our inner champion supports us in feeling good about ourselves and about our decisions or actions. Mm -hmm. And it puts things into perspective. It shines a light on our intentions and motivations. It reminds us that our intentions were good or that we acted from the knowledge and wisdom we had at a given time. It might remind us that we are a good person at heart and that also that our behavior is separate from who we are so that we can let go some of the past behavior we're not so proud of. Mm -hmm. And then we have one more, the Molder. In response to the Molder critic, the champion helps us to see that the Molder values are not the only way to live your life. It supports us in determining our own choices and ways of being sort of reminds us that we're a good person even if we choose to live our life in a way that goes against our upbringing or our culture. It supports us in being ourselves and living according to our values and our calling. So if I should um, give you an example. Um, hmm. Let's say um, we grew up in a family that um, is not open to different sexual orientations, the molder critic could come up really strongly, but the inner champion will help us to let us know that it's okay to be who we are.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So these seven categories put together by Jay Early and Bonnie Weiss, they're only meant as an inspiration, right? So I don't want any listeners to think now this is how it always is your inner champion just like your inner critic might emerge in whatever way is unique and helpful to you and your inner champion and now we're getting more into how do we develop this your inner champion is often modeled by supportive or inspiring people from your past or your current life it could also be modeled by well-known people Mm -hmm. from the present or from history that you don't even personally know but you admire them Mm -hmm. It could be modeled or based on figures of literature, TV, movies. So that sort of thing. Like you could um, take a character like Gandalf from the uh, Lord, Lord of the Rings, really, yeah. right? He, he's a strong <laughs> champion. And um, I've recorded a meditation again based on Jay Early and Bonnie Weiss, that you can listen to to develop your own champion. And our meditation is called Meditation to Awaken Your Inner Champion. And um, as you're going into a bit of a relaxed state, you can um, scan your past and um, see if there's supportive, inspiring people there or if you want to base your inner champions on figures from literature, TV, movies, that sort of thing.
1: That's great to know. So how can the listeners find this meditation?
0: Well, it's on this podcast channel as well. Yeah, okay. Or you can also go to my website and that website is greendoorrelaxation.net and you can just click on free meditations. I've got lots of free meditations on there. Cool.
1: Um, If somebody wants to find out more about the inner critic and how to become more compassionate
0: and loving with themselves, what can they do? They can contact me for a free phone consultation to find out either about individual sessions. And I do these individual sessions in person. I also do them through Skype for people who are further away. They can find out about workshops. I just taught an inner critic workshop last Sunday. So there'll be another inner critic workshop at some point. Um, They could also go to my website to read more. My name is Angelica. I'll give you a phone number first. That's 905-286-9466. You can email me to greendoorrelaxation at yahoo.ca or you can go to my website, greendoorrelaxation.net. So thank you for chatting with me again today, Tia. You're very welcome. And to everybody who's listening, thank you for being here with us for the last uh, 24 minutes. I hope you have a good day and Inner Critic 3 day. <laughs> bye bye.